Welcome to Third Shot Podcast, where we get to share our love for the game with all of you wonderful people. So thank you for joining us again. If you haven't already, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and X at Third Shot Podcast. You can also check us out. Well, actually, X is now Third Shot Pod, so cut off the cast. Third Shot Pod on X. <laughs> we can also, or you can also view us on YouTube. You can see our beautiful faces at Third Shot Podcast. You can also go to our website, thirdshotpodcast.com. And we are ready for our first shot. Uncle oh, Greg, right. I love it. All right. We Let's are ready to dive right in with this. Cheers. So. When, when you cut Cheers. off the cast, I thought about my broken arm. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, I'm going to go ahead and say, like, you know, when the things appear, it still says Twitter and it's got the little Twitter logo because they don't really have oh, much of the X logo out. So it's, it's going to say that for a little while. And maybe just Elon will just turn it back. Who knows? Yeah, Elon's not going to be happy. But if he reaches out to us, we'll, we'll talk to him about it. So yeah, Elon, exactly. if you're listening, sure. yeah. join, join the show. Why not? <laughs> Elon so, plays pickleball, I, I hear. I think he Does has he? his own court. I think he has a like court set up somewhere. Yeah. Probably, I mean, probably in some of the empty offices there at uh, Twitter. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or in outer space, maybe. <laughs> or in outer space. Yeah, who knows? Um, yeah. Uh, so you guys, I feel like I just talked to you, but kind of in a, in a whole different way. Uh, there, there was a, a live tournament. You guys were together and you were out at the tournament. We did a little live show. Uh, I guess we should probably like, uh, you know, link, link to that so that people, uh, can go check out the whole live video, but so cool. Like, how was the tournament? Like, how did it all go? Like, you had the two Gregs playing, uh, like one of the, like everything was happening. Tell me about the tournament. It was such a good time. I'm missing my co-host Uncle Greg next to me this week. Yeah, right, there yeah. was that but too on the last. Show. I still get to see him, so that's great. But the tournament was so fun. This was our first PPA event, and now I think we will be signing up for more. It yeah, was. Nice. It was great. Um, being able to play at the same venue as, as the pros were playing, I felt, you know, like it was, oh. it was a little bit surreal because there was a there was one moment, Bridgie, and I don't even know if you realized it or not, but somebody that we were playing against hit the ball past us and it bounced over the divider fence into uh -huh. the next court that was behind us. And this woman caught it and she handed it back to me and I looked at her and I go, Oh my gosh! I've seen you play. I, I like <laughs> you were in the finals two weeks ago at the other PPA event. I'm like, it was one of those moments where I like had to refocus on our match because I was like, I got starstruck for a moment. Like, what? Why is she playing next to us like that? But that's the that's nice. the coolness of PPA nice. is like you're got, playing think, right next to the best. Yeah. Well, I just I showing some of the video just because it was so cool that. Uh, it was like I got to experience kind of what you guys were running through. We walked through or you walked through all the different areas and I just I just missed the little uh, the main venue there. But um, very cool. And you got to talk to a bunch of people and all that. Um, but you sort of left me hanging a, a little bit um, because I didn't know the finale. It's like we don't we don't know what happened. So who played with who and how did that all go? Yes. Great question. I wish I had better news to deliver to you. Uh -oh. well, Don't no, be sad about this. No. Okay, let's start with um, the Greg show because they really uh, performed with one another. And I thought that they did a fantastic job. So big round of applause to Uncle Greg and Pickle or Die Greg because mm -hmm. they took the gold medal. Nice. Yes. Very cool. Thank you. They did Thank fantastic. You. It was Adding to that an amazing closet. experience. Um, and, you know, when you said the Greg and Greg show, I'm thinking like cabaret or something. Like we were doing a little <laughs> dance. And it kind of felt like that at times. You know, we were doing a little dance with our pickleball paddles. And, you know, for people that don't know Pickle or Die Greg, he's a big guy. Like, he, you know, he's, 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 
as they as they say, he's sturdy, right? So <laughs> it was great that I got to play with him because he was my enforcer. Like everybody looked at him and they're like, "Oh my gosh, don't mess with." There he is, Pickle or yeah. Die. Yeah. People that are on YouTube right now, and that doesn't even do him justice. He's a, he's a very strong gentleman, very intimidating, super nice guy. I mean, he is just a big teddy bear. But for people that don't know him. Like we're scared. I think we gain like five <laughs> points just because they're intimidated. I love nice. it. I, you know, when we're doing the introductions, I kind of stand behind them, so it's like the human clips, so nobody right. sees how small I am, so they don't aim at me, and they just go, you know, they get scared right. by him. But it worked. Yeah. But it worked. Okay. So that was that was on Saturday. We were, you know, we we land up getting gold, so that was that was really nice. And then Sunday, Bridgie and I got to make our PPA debut in, in mixed doubles. We were so pumped up. We were practicing. We were dressed in our third shot podcast sweatshirts and, and t-shirts. We were ready to go. And we then were, we were. <laughs> our first match. You, you went? <laughs> <laughs> we had the most unlucky draw ever where the team that landed up winning it all we had in the first match we took uh, them to three we took them to three games we took nice. them all there, we were their toughest competition we took them to three games but they got us they got us in the third yeah. game and they deserved to win they they were they were a very good team so we went to the losers bracket and Bridgie, we have nothing to be ashamed of we battled we did we played our hearts out um i took a tumble at one point diving for a ball so you know that was exciting mm -hmm. got a little um <laughs> got a little warrior mark on my knee now but it was so you, fun you played you played like the next five matches with this huge knot in your leg wow like your thing was visible you could see this knot in her yeah. leg and from and the, it wasn't from even worth it because I hit the net and so it was a fault and so I kept oh. the but because I hit the net yeah wow. Tragic. Tragic. <laughs> but the <laughs> fun part. We battled, we battled all the way back to the bronze medal match, which is the best you can do after going yes. to the loser's bracket. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, <laughs> we made it to the bronze medal match. And we get we fought hard, but we came up just a little bit short. Oh. Yes. So but we also got to play against Pickle or Die Greg and my typical women's partner, Kayla. Right. Um, and as Uncle was saying, Greg is a, a tall man, and Kayla <laughs> is like she's shorter than I am. She's probably like four eleven, five foot, maybe with her tennis shoes on. So the height difference was so cute, and they were dressed the same down to the shorts. Nice. There she is. Nice. There we go. And yeah. they played great together too for never playing with one another. I was so yeah. proud of them. They and we got to really play well. against them. It was so fun. That was the, our uh, funnest match, I think, that we had. <laughs> they both are, yeah, they're dressed alike. There you go. So, Brittany, <laughs> I know I know we're running out of time before we get to our guests, but I got to ask you, you know, how did you feel playing against one of your best friends and playing against Pickle or Die, Greg, who we've become really good friends with? How did you feel playing against them? Going into it, I was a little bit nervous because I had never played against Kayla um, in any sport, like competitively. Like we will practice oh, really? pickleball with each other and play against one another, but we're always on the same team. So to be against her, I was like, oh, shoot. Like, I don't even know what to be thinking right now. I don't want to beat her because she's my buddy, but also I don't want to lose because she's my buddy. So Right. It was just fun though, and and after that match, I was thinking, oh man, I wish both the Gregs lived in Las Vegas so that we could all play with each other more often because it was a good time. Yeah, it um, was really good times. Awesome. Well, I wish I was there. I, it was like I was there virtually, but then yeah, I didn't. I didn't get the updates. Next time, and Ross, now I see come why. On. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, yes. Next time. It was really good reflecting, and I'm wearing actually I'm wearing my PPA shirt that I got. Nice. Oh yeah. See that for people that are on YouTube. You my PPA shirt. Very fun times. I would highly encourage anybody that has not played a PPA event, check it out. It is so much fun. It is a really cool experience. I mean, literally, Bridgie, me, Greg, we're all sitting in the shade, relaxing. 
and right next to us is Elise Jones. I mean, you know, it's just like stuff like that. And you're like, hey, Elise, hey, Greg, you know, you know, it's like. Okay. <laughs> now they're best it's, friends. <laughs> it's, it's good times. I got to take pictures with some of my, you know, my uh, pickleball idols. It's a great experience. Go check it out if you get a chance to do it. Nice. But with all that. I need to I need to go pour another shot because we got a guest coming up and I know second shot's coming up and I didn't prepare. I need to go pour oh. a second shot. So give me a quick break. All right, we'll do that. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Third Shot. How's everybody doing? We really appreciate all the support that you guys have been giving us. I've been looking at the numbers lately, and it's going off the charts. So thank you so much for all the support. Keep following us on the social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I mean, X. Sorry. I didn't mean to say the Twitter. X. And especially YouTube. All of our shows now are on YouTube. So please check us out, Third Shot Podcast, on all of those. And we are super excited. Trust me, we've been working on this interview for a long time, but we have Justin Fareed. He is the owner of Pro Band Sports. Justin, welcome to the show. Greg, Bridgie, it's amazing. Uh, we finally got it to, to happen. I'm thrilled to be on. I appreciate you uh, inviting uh, me back. We are super excited to have you on the show. And I think this calls for a shot. You know, we have to toast to finally getting to have this great conversation. You got it. Cheers to Cheers. you guys. Cheers. Mm. Ooh, that feels good tonight. Mine's less bad. of a shot, more of a a drink. <laughs> what are you drinking, Reggie? So this is um, some organic berry and beet juice. Whoa. Yeah, Justin? it's not alcoholic, but it's supposed to be good for me. So well, I think Justin and I will make up for you. What What are you drinking? Yeah, Justin? you guys can cover that. <laughs> So, so I've got sake and I've got three shots in one glass so that we could get this triple shot going. Oh, Heck I yeah. love it. And then I've been, I brought out some little Woodford Reserve for tonight. So that looks fancy. Yeah. Which I, I definitely approve of. <laughs> Justin endorsed right there. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. Well, like I said, we're very happy to have you on the show. Um, we have heard a lot about your father's research and his development with this great product. But can you share with the rest of us how did this company get started and all of the ins and outs of pro band sports? Well, yeah, absolutely. So my father, uh, now retired, was uh, one of the top sports orthopedic surgeons. He was a consultant for the Davis Cup team. But, you know, really understanding his philosophy on treating his patients is really important to how he came to um, invent and develop the different products we have at ProBand. Um, he, you know, served in the Army, was stationed down in Panama during uh, Vietnam and wow. didn't have a lot of modalities or uh, equipment to be able to triage and, and uh, evaluate, you know, what was going on with people. So he had to learn by hearing from the people uh, he was treating, you know, what kind of uh, pain or sensations are they having? Um, and he really took this approach um, and, and took it a long way. He really had to evaluate people, his eyes, his hands. Um, and it caused him to have to think outside of the box when, when treating people. And, um, you know, fast forward a few decades, he established his own practice in Santa Barbara, California, and was working with a ton of athletes. Um, and when it came to the first generation uh, bandit, the pro band bandit, uh, it was actually for a patient that was sent up for a second opinion to see him who was about to undergo surgery on his wrist for, uh, at that time, carpal tunnel syndrome. My father discovered that the origin and the genesis of that problem was actually coming from up higher on the forearm, closer to the elbow. And so I remember as a kid, probably two or three years old at this time, but I still do remember this uh, very, very, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, accurately. He, he got a plaster mold that he had made, got a plastic sheet and a heat gun, and he made his very first prototype with two dual anatomic plates in the garage, just put some uh, uh, neoprene padding on it, got some straps and put it on Pete's arm to see if it would be helpful for him. 
and it was. Uh, Pete ended up not having to have the surgery. He was out playing two weeks later and, uh, you know, went on his run to, to continue winning Grand Slams. And so uh, he got patents on, on his devices. I got to interrupt and, real quick, Justin. Yeah. The, the, Pete, the Pete you're referring to is Pete Sampras, right? That's right, yeah. This is Pete Sampras we're talking about, one of the best tennis players of all time. And your dad, with this sample product that he <laughs> or you know this prototype product actually got him to win a tournament <laughs> well i think i think it was pete's resilience competitive nature and uh you know an unrelenting desire to to be great that really did that we were really just there to help him along the way and keep him out of the operating room and that's you know where the tagline we came up with for the company you bring the talent we bring the relief really you know emanates from so um you know, he uh, went on to improve upon uh, his initial invention, um, coming to what we now know being the, the mainstream bandit. And uh, Greg, uh, what you now wear is our second generation product, the Bandit XM. And I think you had told me you're also wearing our Needed XM, which is, you know, oh, uh, yeah. our second generation Needed, which I, you know, I played pickleball with my wife on Sunday, I wore only the banded XM on my, on my forearm. I didn't have, yep. I didn't have that needed on. And I swear uh, that evening I was feeling inflammation right underneath my kneecap. And I was like, man, I don't know why I didn't wear that. <laughs> I bet we look like twins out there, Greg, when we're playing pickleball. Do you wear, wear the right, right forearm, right knee? I wear it. Uh, actually I switch knees. Sometimes I wear okay. it right knee. Sometimes I wear it left knee. I do have a question about the knee thing. Sure. So both my knees kind of hurt equally, you know, yeah. or strain equally. And it yeah. doesn't matter which knee I put it on. It helps both knees at the same time. You know, Crazy. that's amazing. It's, and I have to say, Greg, that's actually kind of uncommon because as you wear specifically the knee products, they begin to mold to the contours of your knee, giving you a custom like fit. So we actually recommend that if you're going to wear it on both knees, designate one for each knee, you'll end up finding even greater efficacy because it molds to those contours and it really cups the patella to, you know, do patella tracking and to de decompress the knee. So you're not putting so much force into the joint there. So I'll have to send you a second one. And you know what, <laughs> what I, what I do is I, I just, you know, kind of carve out a little L to indicate that this one goes on my left knee. And if it doesn't have that on uh, the plastic plate in front, uh, then I know that one's the one uh, for my right knee. So we'll get you a second one. Now, now that I know that you have to wear it for both. I have to wear it for both. be covered in those things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, people probably would think we're twins if I had like six more inches on my biceps. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I appreciate that. I just got back into the gym recently. As you know, I, I had a little health uh, a dilemma with my spine from, uh, I, I have to imagine, it was probably from the years of me playing football. But I, uh, as someone who loves being active, who loves the game of pickleball for everything that it offers, keeping you uh, in shape, uh, having a great community to, to interact with and, and compete with, it's tough uh, being horizontal for any length of time. And uh uh, in any event, I'm, I'm grateful, nonetheless, that uh, I'm back on the mend, able to get back in the weight room and, and train a little bit. We're happy to hear that. Yeah, we're, it, it's really great that you're doing better. And like you said, pickleball is a great game to get you out there, but we got to get you back on the court. That's exactly right. Well, I played for the first time in several months uh, on Sunday with my wife. And I love, as I mentioned to you guys, she... I uh, got scholarship to UCLA as a, as a jazz uh, vocal performer, not somebody I would ever consider an athlete. And yet, you know, me as a former football player at UCLA and her as someone who, who could hardly throw a tennis ball, we're both able to go out on the pickleball court and rally and have a lot of fun. So one of the things I love about the sport is, is the entry to play isn't um, super significantly high. You know, people uh, can play from any kind of background. Um, you know, fitness or athletic level. I remember my very first uh, duper match. I played against someone who's probably twice my age, and uh, I wouldn't say nearly the fitness level of me, and yet he beat me up something fierce. <laughs> so I love, I love that about the game. It's great competition, and, uh, uh, you know, you can continue to get better and better at it. So you, uh, you mentioned a little bit about your football career, right? And you played, you know, very – 
competitively through high school. You got recruited. You went to UCLA. Tell us a little bit about what that experience was like. And then you kind of had a, a pretty big injury, didn't you? I sure did. Yeah. Well, you know, this is actually kind of a full circle story. Uh, just behind where this camera is, I'm looking at uh, some pictures. Um, there's two autographs kind of above and below one of Andre Agassi and one of uh, Pete Sampras below that. And in the corner of each, uh, there's a photograph of my father, myself, and Andre. When I was a kid, I was probably 11 years old. Um, and then the one with Pete Sampras is one of Pete and I. But that was actually taken, at, or both of those uh, photos that are um, uh, framed there were taken at UCLA. And I won't forget this. I was uh, with my father who was, you know, working with the Davis Cup team. And uh, as we walked in, the guys that were working security uh, for, uh, I believe at the time it was called the Mercedes-Benz Cup at UCLA, were right. football players that were there over the summer training, uh, you know, getting ready for fall camp. And they got summer jobs working security for this tennis tournament. It was the very first year that I, I decided to play football. My father says to them, he goes, you know, my son, he's kind of an athlete. He, he just started playing football. You know, uh, you ought to, you know, talk to him a little bit. These guys were kind enough. <laughs> In fun, small world, um, they took me into the locker room there, and that was the very first time that I saw John Wooden's Pyramid of Success. And reading oh, each, wow. are, are either of the two of you familiar with? Uh, yeah, yeah, with yes, yeah. I mean, the illustration was amazing. Each block encompassing one, you know, uh, term that he used with a, a definition underneath it, and you can't have any block on top of that without first solidifying the foundation working your way up all the way to the the, the top uh, cornerstone which is competitive greatness be at your best when your best is needed and having enjoyment of a difficult challenge I, I saw that and I remember thinking to myself I want to play football here when I when I'm old enough and um, uh, in any event I was blessed with an opportunity to to go to UCLA to play uh, football and it was hilarious my my freshman year I when we were playing the uh, USC, our crosstown rivals, I was walking out of the tunnel and onto the field, and I ran into uh, Robert Thomas and Freddie Mitchell, who were the guys who took me into the locker room in the first place. I came back oh, cool. as alumni. I said, hey, guys, you remember me? And they did. So it was, uh, wow. it was a full circle uh, situation. I was there for pro band with my father, and uh, I suppose also you know, he was there to, to treat the, uh, the tennis players as well. Um, but by that time, you know, pro band had been off and running and, uh, but, uh, make a long story short. I, uh, I was competing hard. I, uh, love great competition. I love being better than I was five minutes ago, or at least working towards that as much as I can pushing the people around me to, to be better than they were five minutes ago and always working to, to challenge themselves to, to grow and, uh, to improve it's, uh, you know, that John Wooden philosophy and um, anyway, you know, when I, I uh, was going into our spring, uh, you know, season is what we called it, where we had inter, inter team scrimmages and, and very competitive practices as though we were in the season. Just before that, we had spring break. And as, as football players at the collegiate level, I think we had an aggregate of maybe a month off the entire year. We were pretty much training year round, practicing most of the year. Um, as a team, whether it was, uh, you know, sanctioned by coaches or team run practices, what we used to call uh, voluntary practices, where you had to volunteer to be there. <laughs> <Yes>. But <laughs> and, but you um, better be there. Right. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> if you like playing football, you'll be there, right? Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I, I, for spring break, I went back home to Santa Barbara and rather than taking it easy, I was training twice a day. I was running stadiums at the Santa Barbara city college until uh, it got to the point where it was challenging to even stand without shaking. And I remember, you know, I'd even put the, my, my foot on the gas to drive and my leg would be shaking. So I'd fill up a trash can filled with ice and water, you know, immerse myself in it for 20 minutes. I let my body thaw out and then I'd go hit the weight room just to, make sure that I stayed on top of my game and could compete the highest level that I was capable of going into spring ball. And I, I have to say it all came together. I was in the best shape of my life. I was, you know, very explosive and, and strong and uh, had worked my way up the depth chart to uh, the starting running back only to blow my knee out the next day. And um, 
it was it was it was so tough um you know we had uh astroturf or, or a turf field which unfortunately doesn't have very much give in it and the move that i was doing was a common one where i'd fake you know out to the right i would turn my hips and my shoulders in that direction to influence the linebacker to open up his hips and what i would do is i would do what's called a swim move uh to get right underneath him and i'd be wide open as a running an option as a running back and on this one play my cleat stuck right into the turf so rather than pivoting on the ball of my foot all of that force went into my knee and it just twisted and and, and pushed out remember hearing a pop um but yet i got up we both fell down he actually fell in the direction i was faking him to and i fell in the direction i was trying to cut in you know oh, uh, and uh i got up caught the ball ran it uh you know into the end zone but i remember coming back i'm like man i think something's wrong with this and i mentioned something to an athletic trainer i said hey my knees hurt. He's like, ah, you're probably fine. So I finished the rest of practice, but I couldn't cut to my left very well. The next day I take the first rep in practice and I cut off of my right knee. And as I'm running back, the trainer says to me, hey, Justin, is everything all, you're all right? Your face is a little bit uh, blemished. You're looking a little bit purple. And I said, man, my knee is killing me. And I pulled up my pant leg. It was the size of a volleyball. So they pulled wow. me uh, from practice that day. We got an MRI done. We saw the destruction that had occurred in there. And a week later, went in uh, for surgery at UCLA. And unfortunately, um, it wasn't a successful one. So a couple weeks. So I started the rehab process. A couple weeks later, I, I had another surgery. And at that time, they uh, suggested that for longevity and based off of the severity of the injury, I, I should consider medically retiring, which I did do. Um, and then uh, about a year and a, a year later, or so it was December fifteenth of two thousand and nine. My father uh, did bilateral surgery, and on one of them did a full knee reconstruction. And uh, I was optimistic that that would be it. And uh, <laughs> fast forward a few months, I'm still walking with severe pain in my knee. It's a bit demoralizing, as you guys, I'm sure, well know when you're dealing with ailments, and it's part of our mission here at ProBand to help people prevent injuries. And if they do have uh, an injury to help them recover as quick as possible so they can continue to do the things that they love. Um, but to make a long story short, I, I remember one day I put on our the first generation need it and felt immediate relief going up and down stairs. I was just blown away, Greg. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, the stairs is what I noticed the biggest difference when I walk yeah. down the stairs with the needed on versus off. It's like night and day. Well, that's the active decompression you get from it. You know, it really, it, all of our products harness your body's own anatomical movements to decompress the area that it's on and to create a pumping mechanism using your own body's movements uh, with, with our products. So it helps pump out inflammation uh, uh, at the same time. But I, uh, just between using our, our need it and uh, having resolved to strengthen my, my legs, I found myself playing pickup ba basketball at the John Wooden Center. And uh, I'd already graduated from school, but I had a few more classes to finish up to get the uh, degree that you see uh, behind me here from UCLA. And so I was there in August uh, doing a 10, or no, I'm sorry, a six week um, semester or quarter, if you will. And uh, I'm in the John Wooden Center playing pickup basketball. And Rick Neuheisel, who was the football coach at the time, walks in with his young son, who was probably 10 or 11 years old, to shoot three-pointers. And uh, he saw me in there. He goes, Justin, you look like you're in great shape. How have you been? And I said, good. I'm just a week away from finishing up my last classes. And I'm going to be heading off into the real world. And he goes, how's your knee? And I sprung up and I, I dunked a basketball. And he goes, holy mackerel. You know, I'm only like five foot, five foot 11 on a good day. So I, I just to put things into perspective, had some spring in my step uh, at that point in time today, I, I'd imagine I'd, I'd be lucky if I got two inches off the ground, but, but uh, he called me the next day and he said, Hey, we had a running back transfer. We need a guy who has your skill set. I don't know how we would make it happen, but I just need to know, would you even consider that? And I fell back in my seat just thinking, what a blessing to be able to go out on my own terms to help this team compete at a high level. And um, I said, coach, without a doubt, what do I need to do? He goes, I don't know. Meet me at 6 a.m. in my office. I didn't sleep all night. I got to his office. Uh, we went through a physical, uh, which I passed, fortunately, and I was on the field that night and uh, was fortunate. I uh, 
Um, had an unbelievable time that season with my teammates in the locker room out on the field. Uh, was voted by by them as the most inspirational player that year. So I just feel really blessed and grateful to have had that entire experience. I can appreciate adversity because it helps build the character, uh, you know, uh, through those time periods. And I feel, you know, all the way around every day I thought to myself, what am I going to do to get better today when I was playing football? And I'd have a list of action items in my head. And then at the end of the day, I would, you know, put myself in check. I would audit myself. I'd say, did I accomplish those goals? And how did I accomplish it? Almost playing it back visually in my own mind. And then I would set the the bar for the next day and reinforce it when I first woke up. And uh, so having the rug pulled out from underneath you uh, when, when all you think about and, and, you know, focus on is, is, you know, trying to be the best football player you could be. I then took that mindset and I applied it across the board. How can I be a better brother, a better son, a better friend, a better student, um, you know, so on and so forth. So I, I would say, uh, you know, when, when you have to go through hell, be grateful that you have the legs to get you through it. Right. Yeah. What an incredible story, truly. And congratulations to you for being able to get back out there and on the field. I think we should do our our third toast to that. (laughs) So you have mentioned two different bands that you have. Um, and uncle wears them all, <laughs> or should I say both of them, <laughs> but you have the bandit, it. which goes around the forearm and the need it, yep. which goes around the knee. And yep. actually, I think I had the first generation of the need it when I was playing softball. Um, I was having some really bad knee pain and my mom at the time worked at an orthopedic office and they yep. recommended that brace to me and it totally helped. So Thank your dad, because it was probably him at the time. Um, but I, it, it truly it. did help my, with softball and soccer as well. So it kept me in the game for sure. Um, but awesome. can you tell I'm thrilled us, to hear that, Bridgie. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about the, the different bands that you offer? Yeah. So we have the original, I guess it's it's it was a, a second iteration of the original Bandit Now. We improved the design uh, of it. Um, so we have the Bandit and the need it which were both invented at different times actually the the need it was invented initially for mark philipposis i don't know if you guys remember him as a as a great tennis player and i think he's now a coach if i'm not mistaken um uh, and then my father invented uh the next generation which is the needed xm and banded xm which have two very powerful magnetic heads pointed at negative poles pointed at one another and his theory or hypothesis behind using very powerful magnetic pulls, especially the negative um, uh, heads pointed towards one another is, you know, inflammation in its own right is a very chaotic event. And having two powerful magnetic pulls not only may potentially get deeper into the fascia, but it actually brings, um, uh, it, it takes that chaos and makes it less chaotic quicker. So we found uh, through uh, trials and, and, wearing the uh, second generation products, oftentimes people who had, you know, severe inflammation or, or arthritis found greater efficacy um, in, in uh, helping uh, to allow them to recover quicker from, from those uh, ailments. So I got, and then we you. also have, uh, I'm sorry. And then we also have the ankle bandit uh, as well, which was, I guess his fifth invention. Uh, those have two adjustable contoured pads that fit right underneath uh, your ankle bones on either side. So that also helps with active decompression. Every time you extend your foot and then dorsiflex, uh, you get uh, the, that pumping mechanism, but it also decompresses the tibial head uh, or, you know, the, the ankle bones in, the, in that joint. So each, each one of our products is designed for a different part of your body, but each one of them has anatomically focused dynamic compression that decompresses that area of your, of your, of your body and works with your own body's movements to pump out inflammation right at their source. So I got to tell this quick story. Uh, you were generous enough to send me a needed and you sent, um, you sent Bridgie a bandit. 
Okay. Bridgie lives in Vegas. I live up in Northern California. So I didn't get a chance to try the bandit, but the need it works so well. Like immediately I, I, I couldn't imagine like how much of a difference it made on the court, off the court, walking up the stairs made a huge difference. Bridgie had scheduled a trip to come up and visit me and we we're going to play a little pickleball. We we're going to do a bunch of stuff, family stuff together and stuff. And Love I it. said, you got to bring the bandit with you because I got, I want to try it out because I'm, I'm experiencing some discomfort when I'm playing. Right. And Bridgie, did he take your bandit? <laughs> well, he almost well, did. <laughs> here's the story. Here's the story, Justin. She brings it up. I put it on. And, and, and Bridgie and I were like, you know, with family and immediately I go, I'm going to pick up this pot of water that normally was hurting me from carpal tunnel. I have carpal tunnel syndrome mm -hmm. from working and stuff like that. I put the bandit sure. on. I picked yeah. up this pot of water. Nothing. No pain. I like, I like Bridgie smiling because she remembers the expression on my face. I'm like, this is amazing. I'm not hurting. <laughs> it literally just like that. It was so funny. We were all in the kitchen and he's like, oh my gosh. And we all turn and look at him and he's holding this pot of water. And he's like, I picked it up and there was zero pain. I got to tell you, I've got to smile literally from cheek to cheek here. Uh, Greg, you know, having had my own experience with the need itself and, and putting that on and, you know, when I was doing powerlifting, I'd, I'd get, you know, I get both carpal tunnel and lateral epicondylitis, also known as, you know, more commonly as tennis elbow or pickleball elbow. Um, and basically, if you have, you know, tennis elbow, you want to have the logo kind of more on the inside. And if you have carpal tunnel, you want to move it a little, maybe a, an inch out a little bit, uh, just you kind of twist it out a little bit. But I, I've had that exact same uh, uh, feeling and uh, that look on my own face. And I have yeah. to say, all, all of us at ProBand, every single time, it never gets old. That's what keeps us going, keeps us so passionate about helping people, is exactly that experience you had. We, it, it brings so much joy to us to know that we're, we're that impactful because that's what we're doing. We're trying to be as impactful as we can and, and helping other people. Well, you are, and um, no matter how much I wanted to try to steal it from Bridgie, she says, Uncle, you're not I taking this. <laughs> she wanted it. She needed it. She, you know, she has her own issues with her arms. So immediately I went out and I just ordered one. So I got my own. Bridgie's got her own. And I started wearing it immediately. It's like, even though you were so generous to send us and i know if i asked you you probably would have sent me one for my elbow as well absolutely. my wrist as well. but i'm like no i'm just buying it this is worth it i'm going out and buying it i liked it hey, so much you. justin that i went out and bought a second one <laughs> so there you go i love it so you got, the, the, you got the original and the xm i re, i got the original and the original is for my left arm because I'm teaching myself how to uh, mouse left-handed for so to relieve my carpet tunnel on my right side. Even though the band helps in fantastic when I wear it while I'm working on the right side, I figured, you know what? It's good for my brain. It's good for my body. I'm going to teach myself how to mouse left-handed. So I'm not going to risk it. I'm getting myself a bandit for both sides. Hey, that's amazing. And, and you're really smart about that. Oftentimes, people don't come to us unless they already have an issue. And one of the missions that we have is to try to go out and educate and inform people of uh, actions or motions. Like, you know, something as simple as literally using a mouse, you could develop, you know, carpal tunnel from doing that. <clears throat> you don't necessarily need to be doing Olympic lifting or, you know, playing hours of pickleball every day. People, you know, get these ailments from just driving excessively, truckers or, uh, you know, I commute, you know, about an hour and a half uh, every single day. And I Ooh. throw my my products on uh, uh, as we're as we're driving along. And so uh, that's amazing. I'm glad to hear that you're doing that. And you're basically empirically treating something you you know, you might be susceptible to because of it. So that's really smart of you, Greg, to uh, have taken the initiative to do that. Um, I'm, I'm honored that uh, you you uh, took the initiative and actually uh, uh, purchased it on our own website. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, he wasn't, I wasn't going to let him take mine because <laughs> I too get some, some elbow pain myself from playing pickleball, but I did have awesome. a question for you. So, sure. um, when I am using this, um, this brace of sort, 
am I supposed to only be wearing it while I'm doing the activity? Or is this something that I should be wearing on a daily basis to help with the ailments? So it depends on the severity of it, Bridgie. If, if you're solid um, when you take it off and after you're done playing, you could probably just leave it off. I, you know, I wear my products I, and I just like Uncle Greg here. I, if you see me out mowing the lawn on Saturdays, I've got a kneaded on both knees and a banded on both forearms. Um, but I, and just like I mentioned at the beginning of, of this podcast, I went out and played pickleball with my wife and we were just dinking and really light rally, nothing, nothing serious, but I didn't wear my needed there. And, you know, about an hour later, I had a flare up of uh, inflammation just underneath my kneecap. So I guess I say all of this. And if you know, you're going to do an activity, just like Greg had mentioned, you know, he's teaching himself to mouse with his left hand. So he got a bandit for his left arm you know, he's kind of empirically treating the ailment before it, ha you know, it, it comes on. So it's very good for preventative measures because the active decompression and the functional relief that you get from it. But if, if you're good to go and you don't have any, any pain after you're done playing, go ahead and take it off. If, if you, if you feel a little bit of pain, you know, wear it until it steals it from you. But one of one of my, my father's first taglines for the bandit is it steals the pain. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, you, you could wear it. You know, my wife, you know, sometimes because she does so much texting and emailing um, through the course of her day, sometimes she sleeps with it on. So it really is entirely up to you and, and uh, your level of comfort, the level of pain that you may or may not be in. So it's at your discretion. I, what I recommend is wear it until uh, the pain's gone and then take it off and then make sure you're wearing it, doing the activities that you know you're susceptible uh, to mm -hmm. getting, um, you know, inflammation or flare-ups. Yeah, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. I, I got to share a quick story with you, Justin. So you mentioned magnets earlier and, and you know, a couple of your products have magnets in them. And uh, this is when I was in the golf industry. I had golf stores mm -hmm. and we had a golf net set up in our stores. We would custom fit people to come in for, for their clubs. And this vendor came in one day out of the blue and he says, I got these magnets and they're foot pads and you put them into your shoe and it'll, it'll increase your, your swing speed and your strength, stuff like that. So at, this was 25 years ago, something like that. It was a long time ago. I had never heard of the magnet technology at that time. And what he did was he did a test. And uh, my wife, Bridgie's auntie, was, was with me when he was doing this test. And he says, hold out your arm. Hold out straight. Hold my arm straight out. And he asked my wife to push down with one finger to try to press it down. And she would easily press my arm down. It would immediately go down, right? Then he put these magnet foot pads in my shoes. I put them back on. I hold my arm straight out. And my wife, she, he goes, you know, push, push down. She couldn't budge my arm. And That's I'm amazing. like, what? what? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> like so I, I like, how does this work? I like, I couldn't believe it. And then he was trying to go through this explanation. And so the next thing I did was I knew how fast I would swing a golf club. And I, you know, the, with the, with the magnets in my shoes, I swung and it was five miles an hour faster than my wow. typical swing. I wasn't trying any harder. It was immediately five out, five miles per hour faster. And I was like, okay, there is definitely something into the technology of the, the magnets. And you kind of explained it earlier. So my yeah. question to you is, obviously, there's something there. When should somebody buy the magnet bands from you versus the ones without the magnets? So, yeah, functionally, they both harness anatomically focused dynamic compression. So it's a very good question. Generally, if your inflammation is more acute or severe, I'd highly recommend using our second generation products, our XM products that have the two very powerful magnetic pole, negative poles pointing um, at one another. Um, if you're arthritic, um, you know, any kind of ailments that, that have, you know, repetitive stress injuries that have taken years to uh, accumulate, that's where I would kind of step it up a notch. Uh, but if you're working, you know, wearing it for preventative measures, actually, Greg, your intuition was right on point. 
um, you know, the, the, you know, first generation bandit needed should be just, just fine. Cause you're going to get the active decompression and the functional relief uh, from those products uh, to help prevent, you know, from carpal tunnel or tennis elbow or runner's knee, jumper's knee, con- you know, stuff like that. Thanks. So with all of this magnet technology and uncle's probably got magnets all over his bedroom now, but <laughs> are there any side effects of wearing magnets? Uh, no, not that we're, we're aware of. So um, uh, the second generation products have been in the market for over 20 years now. Um, and we have been for the last, I think, six years awarded the top physiotherapy and orthopedic solutions provider in the United States for for what we do. So we're thrilled to uh, have uh, backing. And just as you had mentioned, uh, Bridgie, we recently have really targeted more um, the athletic uh, space and tried to uh, really elevate, you know, our uh, brand awareness, you know, company awareness, what we do uh, to uh, the consumer. But we started off working with athletes and we shifted uh, as a company where we basically worked with orthopedic association groups, athletic trainers, physical therapists, um, chiropractors. I mean, you name it, we went to straight medicine and now we're also trying to expand back into the sports space again, where we're educating uh, direct to the consumer. So you don't necessarily need to go to your doctor and have them explain to you why, you know, when you're playing softball, when you were younger, uh, why you would need that brace. You could get it just from our website. You could get it uh, from, from you know, our, uh, our targeted ads on, on social media. Like I said, everything we try to do is educate and inform people of actions or movements or, or activities that they could be doing that our products could help prevent uh, ailments from. And, uh, you know, if, if they happen to have an acute, you know, inflammatory uh, uh, event in, in any of those body parts, you know, we're here with our, our, uh, second generation products to help uh, get them back and, and recovered as quickly as possible. You know, I know you're focusing on sports and uh, you trust me, I, I, I would not be on the courts without your products right now. Literally I would be in too much pain without your products. So thank you. Um, hey, it's my pleasure, the, Greg. Well, the other thing is, it's like, for my carpal tunnel, which has nothing to do with sports, you know, I had carpal tunnel before I started playing pickleball and stuff, and it's helping sure. me with my carpal tunnel. So it's allowing me to perform at work better, not just, you know, on the course better. Besides sure. carpal tunnel, are there other non-sports related ailments that you feel that the products will help? Yeah. So for the forum in particular, and you could go to our, you know, to any of your listeners here, they could go to our website, proband.com. Uh, there's an extensive, oftentimes people say there's way too much information there. My, <laughs> my whole point is, you know, let's make sure there's, there's as much information as anyone wants to dive into to, to learn more about different ailments and how our products work. Uh, but yeah, you get um, golfer's elbow, which is called uh, medial epicondylitis. It's on the inside of the elbow. And in fact, I, you know, was not, not too long ago, Bridgie, I was in, in Vegas myself uh, for, a convention actually for my wife and um you know she came down to a pickleball tournament a ppa tournament in newport uh to, to support our efforts at pro band and we flew right from that to uh las vegas and i was there to help support her as well and uh i was talking to one of her colleagues and he goes man i got this stupid thing called golfer's elbow and i was like yeah i know a lot about it and i said we <laughs> you know i i I happen to, to own and operate the company that is uh, recognized as the number one physiotherapy and orthopedic solutions provider for ailments just like that. And so he came by our office in Santa Barbara and I put it on him, but, uh, and, and he got, you know, almost immediate relief from it. And over the course of, I think about three weeks, he called me back and goes, I don't even have to wear this thing anymore. It's completely gone. But uh, so you got lateral and medial epicondylitis and carpal tunnel. Those are the, and, and any sort of tendonitis in that area. Um, the bandit, the bandit XM are going to be very helpful, not only in preventing it, but helping you recover. Um, for the knee, uh, osteoarthritis, patellar tendinopathy, also known as jumper's knee, chondromalacia, also known as runner's knee, uh, meniscus issues, just general degradation of the cartilage uh, that is in, you know, your knee that helps uh, with padding there. You get the active decompression, the functional relief uh, from those products in that area. And then 
it's also been used, uh, this is kind of off label, but uh, we uh, have heard over more times than I can imagine people dealing with like uh, Osgood slaughter uh, where our, our needed and that is super helpful for them uh, wow. as well. Um, and then our, our ankle bandit uh, is very, very effective for chronic ankle sprains, ankle arthritis, general inflammation in that area. It helps pump out that inflammation, which, uh, and, and decompresses the area. So, um, you know, I kind of laid out a, a solid list of, of ailments there. I don't want to get too uh, into the weeds on it. I don't want to bore your, your, your listeners here, but um, yeah, they're fantastic at what they do. And I, I've just, you know, I'm so passionate about helping folks like yourselves uh, every single day that it's it's just such a pleasure and it's an honor to, to be able to be, uh, uh, you know, here on the other side of the camera, uh, helping, you know, folks like yourselves out. Well, Justin, you've been incredibly informative and I'm sure all of our listeners are going to take something away from this conversation. I know that you just mentioned it, but can you please share with us the website one more time? Um, if people are wanting to find more information or order their own um, ProBand. Yeah, absolutely. So it's uh, ProBand.com. And we also are very active on social media. Our handle is at ProBand Sports, both on Instagram and on Facebook. So we'd love to have a, a like and a follow there uh, if anyone has, has uh, uh, those social media platforms. Well, thank you so much, Justin, for joining us today. It's my pleasure, Greg and Bridgie. Thank you guys so much for being wonderful hosts and for having me on your show. Welcome anytime. <laughs> yeah, Sounds and thank good. you for keeping me on the courts, truly. Uh, yes. you know, pickleball brings so much joy to my life. So to be, you know, taken off the courts because of an injury or ailments that I've had, uh, you know, you've brought happiness to my life and, and your product. So thank you. Well, True. Greg, it's my pleasure. And, and I, I think you may have seen, you know, a few months ago, just about every publication from the Wall Street Journal to uh, uh, the New York Times published articles talking about the medical costs of uh, pickleball being almost a half a billion dollars is what they estimated in 2023. So it's very much, I, I think the biggest threat to pickleball isn't the enthusiasm. It's not courts, it's not equipment, it's injuries. And so we're here to try to make sure we knock those numbers down. Well, you're doing your part. So again, thank you. It's my pleasure. Thanks guys. And thank you listeners for joining us on third shot where Bridgie and I will continue to share our pickleball journey. Real special thanks to Justin Farid for joining us today and, and keeping us on the courts. If you're having any ailments at all, elbows, wrists, knees, ankles, please check out ProBand Sports on their website, ProBand.com, Instagram, Facebook, ProBand Sports. And um, please support this show by subscribing. We promise to have more amazing guests just like Justin in the future. Let's continue to share our enjoyment for the game and grow this pickleball community. See you next time on Third Shot Podcast. Mm -hmm.